Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. Or, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Two Sons Podcast, a podcast where two brothers talk about all things film. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing Demon Slayer, specifically the first season. Now, we haven't recorded an episode in a long, long time, but this is because, as you know, I still work in a movie theater and... Spider-Man has come out along with Batman, and it's just kind of been a crazy time there, and I haven't really had time, along with my midterms just passing, and school kind of being an annoying thing. But we are back. It is my spring break. My brother has off from work and, you know, school, so we have time to do this now, and we look forward to doing more episodes and getting back into it. All right, brother, you're the one that came up with this topic idea. So like you said, let's jump into it and talk about what we want to talk about. Right. Okay. Well, first off, happy to be back. Uh, It's definitely been a while since we recorded an episode, Mm -hmm. but uh, we finally have some time to uh, dive back into the wonderful world of podcasting. So uh, I decided to uh, create a few topics that we could discuss in regards to anime because uh, we've mainly been talking about um, Marvel and DC as those have been more the prevalent, um, the prevalent, you know, uh, news when it comes to the media, you know, like uh, TV shows and movies. So, uh, you know, now Mm -hmm. that things have died down a little bit, um, we're going to shift gears and we're going to start to uh, broaden our horizons and uh, something that we share a uh, deep love for definitely is uh, anime and uh, we really haven't covered anything anime related on the channel so far, um, besides the uh, one episode where we talked about our experience at Anime NYC. So, uh, you know, now that Demon Slayer Season 2, the Entertainment District arc has finished up recently, I thought it'd be a good idea to just talk about the show in general, since, you know, it's it's very popular and uh, it's been all over TikTok and Twitter and uh, just on people's minds. So uh, I thought today we would cover... As my brother mentioned, we would cover Demon Slayer Season 1. And uh, the way we're going to break it down is that we're going to break it down by the uh, different arcs. Now, if people don't know, usually when it comes to anime and uh, you know how they break down the seasons, uh, sometimes people refer to them um, with different arcs. Now, these will be like you know uh, multiple episodes that focus on the same story. Uh, and even though it's all part of one season, you could break it down into different arcs, which are like different points of the story, you know, as the characters progress and so on and so forth. Um, Mm -hmm. So without further ado, we are going to jump right into Demon Slayer. And we are going to start with the casual introduction of Tanjiro Kamado and his family. Now, Tanjiro Kamado is pretty much the main protagonist in Demon Slayer. And the first shot that we get of him is uh, himself carrying his sister Nezuko uh, through the mountains on a, on a snowy day. And, uh, you know, we don't know what happened, uh, but this is how, this is how the show starts. So right away, you're just like, okay, well, you know, this, this kind of looks bad. Um, and from there, we, uh, get, uh, just a, a basic, uh, introduction about, um, you know, Tanjiro and his family. Um, and what we learn is that Tanjiro and his family, they live in a mountainous region, uh, somewhere in Japan. Obviously, it's not specified, but we do know it's in Japan because there are cities like Tokyo that um, are mentioned throughout the show. So we do know that he lives somewhere in Japan, um, and it is in a mountainous region. Now, his family uh, comes from a long line of uh, coal uh, workers, which basically 
um, you know, he'll go out into the forest, you know, Tondro, he'll go out into the forest. And, and they work with coal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cut up trees, burn the trees. And um, he takes the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's actually not coal, it's charcoal. He'll take the charcoal charcoal um, into town and sell it. And that's yep. basically what his family does. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we also see in a little side note that besides, you know, which is working with charcoal, he also has a really um, intense sense of smell. Like he he has a, a really keen sense of smell, which obviously it schnoz on him, exactly. Which you know comes in handy um, throughout the uh, season. Yes. And we also see that he has a very strong head for some reason. So not only does this kid have like really powerful sense of smell, but he also has one wicked headbutt. Do they even talk about like where that comes from, or is his head is his skull just like? Um. Well, actually, OP. in in one of the um, you know, I guess you can kind of call them like post credit scenes of uh the entertainment district arc. Um, that you know how they have like those like uh Taisho, you know, yeah, secret, yeah, the secret things. Um, it was one of Nezuko talking, and apparently she said that Tanjiro gets his like hard head from their mother. Uh, mm-hmm. because apparently there was a story of like a wild boar was gonna attack, and uh, she like headbutted it. You know, I, I don't know how true that story is, but you know, so he ends up, apparently he gets the, the, the strong head from his mother. Um, interesting, so yeah, but uh. You know that that's that's basically uh, you know where we're at. You know we see this this nice quiet you know happy family um, in the mountains you know selling charcoal and we got a kid that has uh, you know uh, a wicked sense of smell and uh, a strong uh, headbutt. He also has really cool hair, eyes, and earrings. You know so all around he's just a pretty spiffy dude in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we see you know uh, moving on from you know the introduction of his family. You know we see him returning. Um, up the mountain from a day of selling charcoal, right? And he runs into this old man, and this old man is persuading him, you know, not to travel up the mountain at dark because that's when demons come out, right? And that's the first time we're ever mentioned. Um, that's the first time that we ever mention uh, demons. Yeah. So um, I'm actually going to step out real quick to get water, uh, if you know what I mean, Joey. So um, while I do that, why don't you just kind of uh, continue talking about where we leave off, where, where the guy is warning Tondro about the demons. And I'll be right back. So, yeah, basically what happens when he's traveling back up the mountains, it's like evening, you know, the sun is starting to um, set. And I forget the old man's, like, name, but it's, you know, one of uh, the neighbors, so to speak, or just somebody that Tondro and his family know. And he's talking, he mentions demons, and demons really aren't talked about um, amongst, you know, Tondro's family or anybody uh like that in the mountains because it's kind of like something in this universe that some people might not even believe or never even heard of uh until like they encounter one and he's telling him that it's you know not safe to travel up at night he's like just stay here with me for the night and then you know when sunrise comes back up you can uh go and so he eventually convinces tandro to stay because tandro really doesn't like want to um stay but I'm sorry, he, you I'm know, back. You'll see throughout uh, the seasons how nice of a guy he is and how pure of heart he is. So he ends up staying with the dude. And, um, you know, the next morning, they uh, uh, he, he leaves. He thanks him and, like, whatever. And he goes back up the mountain to see his family. And uh, I believe, Philip, that's where you kind of get, like, the first... I don't, I don't know. You want... I, well, I, it's pretty much a big thing, probably the biggest thing for Tondro that happens. Right. I could, uh, I could pick it up for you if you want. Um, 
because uh, I'm back now. I just had to get some water because uh, you know talking uh, talking quenches the uh, quenches the old palate here. I gotta you know make sure I got water. So mm. anyway, like my brother was saying, he travels up back the, uh, up the mountain after resting at this uh, old man's place, and uh, the first thing you know he he notices. Obviously, we mentioned his you know amazing sense of smell. He smells blood. Right, traveling up the mountain, he smells blood. And to his horror, he, he hurries up the mountain, and the first thing he sees is his sister Nezuko um, clenching uh, his younger brother in her arms, and they're laying flat in the snow, uh, blood everywhere. Um, you know, it will get a little, little, little gruesome here because, you know, but you a, know, little. a little, a um, little, a little more. And to his, to his surprise, you know, not only was it his, his, his sister and his younger brother, but he looks inside his house and basically his whole family is massacred. I mean, there's blood all over the walls and everything and just everybody's dead. It's very, very, very traumatic. I mean, the, the first episode is just extremely traumatic yeah, for like, poor times. Like less than like 10 minutes in. Honestly, I remember when I was watching it the first time and I was like, I cannot believe that this all happened in the first episode. I was like, I was like, this is this is pretty like I feel like this goes on with like a bunch of animes too. Like I remember when I was first watching Full Metal Brotherhood. And, like, the first episode, they, like, show the brothers trying to bring the mother back. And it's just, like, a horrifying scene. I mean, and also, like, you could argue that the first episode, like, of Attack on Titan is kind of, like, almost the same. It's, like, it's all just peaceful and everything. And next thing you know, the wall's getting, like, you know, destroyed. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, anyway, you know, a- after this extremely traumatic experience, he he notices that his sister Nezuko is, is still alive. And Nezuko is, like, the oldest um out of the siblings, I think she was actually born first, so technically that's her older sister. Um, mm-hmm. He notices that she's still alive, so that's where we cut back to the scene where we're first introduced to Tanjiro as he's trying to carry his sister, I'm assuming, into town to get her some like medical help, obviously, because she is, uh, you know, she's she's injured, but she's still alive. And you know, Tanjiro's trying to figure out what happened to his family. You know, at first he thinks it's a bear. You know, did a bear like leave hibernation and you know kill his family? Um, because there is actually like, um, I think down the line in the manga, I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but down the line in the Demon Slayer manga, a bear actually does try to attack Tanjiro and his family at one point, but this is when his father was still alive. And like, I think his father like epically like cuts off his head with like a hatchet. Uh, it's pretty cool. I've seen it on like YouTube and stuff, but anyway, so he thinks, um, you know, it's a bear at first. And then, uh, you know, as he's going down the mountain, um, we see Nezuko start to wake up and we're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, so she's like conscious, she's not dead. And then all of a sudden we see her, you know, uh, you know, show some fangs and she's basically like feral. She, she's basically like a feral demon pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, our, our worst fears, you know, uh, came true and, you know, the old man was right. And, uh, we now realize, you know, which Tandro will soon realize, but we now realize that his family was murdered by a demon and his sister was turned into a demon. So, you know, obviously they end up falling off the mountain because, like, he, you know, basically gets startled by Nezuko. And, uh, you know, he sees in front of him that, like, Nezuko is just not, you know, who who she was. She instantly tries to, to jump and attack him. And uh, he's he's basically struggling with his sister. And, you know, one of the... Again, this first episode being so heartbreaking, you know, we see him trying to, like, reconnect with his sister, like, trying to, like, get her to see reason. And then, like, you know, when you kind of think that, like, okay, like, you know, he's he's not going to make a breakthrough, you just see, like, tears, like, just drop on his face. And then you mm. just see her, like, actually, like, crying. Like, she has, like, some conscience, and she knows that, like, you know, 
what she's doing is wrong. You know, and that's like that's also heartbreaking. Like not not only did his family get massacred, but his sister got turned into a demon. He's the only surviving member of his family, and she's trying to fight like the will to like not cave in to like, you know, becoming a demon and what that means for people that turn into demons. Obviously, it's a pretty and... rough scene because like both of them are like both holding back like essentially because like you know from what I believe like Tanjiro has that um I think it's like the hatchet. I don't know if it's the axe or the hatchet or something. And, like, you know, he's holding it back, like, trying to use it because, like, he doesn't know what the hell is going on. Or, like, he's like, okay, I'm going to die here. Meanwhile, Nezuko, like, is, like, it's it's almost like a zombie, you know? Like, I feel like she's, like, aware of, like, kind of what's going on. But, like, mm-hmm. she can't really control herself, you know? Or at least in that moment of, like, her demon journey, you know? Right. Because, you know, we, we find out, you know, that throughout the show, when people really first turn into demons, they're more like what you consider, like, a feral, like, animal. Like, all yeah. they want to do is, like, eat and, like, you know, gain, like, power and energy. Because, obviously, we learn that the process of turning into a demon, like, takes a lot of energy out of somebody. Um, so, you know, but we do see uh, down the line in the show that some people, like, held on to their human nature and have, like, their own personality and characteristics um, where they could, like, openly communicate and, like, you know, just... Um, still act like a person, but, you know, they're not a person. They're a demon, obviously. So, um, moving on, uh, we're actually introduced to um, a new character. So, you know, besides, like, you know, Tanjiro um, and his family, um, you know, I don't really consider, like, the people of the village and the old man kind of, like, main characters, if you know what I mean, because they're kind of, like, side characters that he just kind of interacts with. Um, So, you know, we actually actually meet... uh, well, at the time, we don't know, but we meet someone named, uh, well, actually, we don't even know his name, uh, because the, he never says it. He finds out, like, later, but anyway, um, we, we we find uh, a swordsman, like, rushing towards Nezuko, because he, he senses, like, demons in the area, and we see him, like, rushing towards Nezuko, and uh, Tanjiro eventually senses this, and he's able to, like, kind of, like, roll out of the way and save his sister from you know, being decapitated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we see this, uh, you know, this man, uh, you know, brandishing a uh, sword and a, um, you know, half checkered, half plain uh, Horori. Horori. It's, I-, I think that's the official name for it, but I'm probably butchering the way you pronounce it. But um, we see him in the distance. And obviously, like, you know, again, Tanjiro's just still in shock because not only did he lose his family and uh, his sister's a demon, but now this guy just tried to murder his sister. So <laughs> this, he, I, I, you know, I never really thought of that. Head. I was, I, I never really thought of that to be honest. I was like, you know, Tanjiro like never really had any time to kind of like process anything. Like as soon this as this is like, what he, a span of like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, literally like a span of like 10, 15 minutes. Like this <laughs> poor kid has been through so much. Um, but you know, we we see um. I, I believe his full name is uh, uh, Tomioka uh, Giyu. Um, we mm-hmm. see him converse with Tanjiro, and he's like, why are you protecting that thing? Like, you know, that thing is a demon. And, uh, you know, he basically goes back and forth saying that that's, like, his sister, and, like, you know, she, you know, won't attack anybody, I swear, blah, blah, blah. Like, just basically trying to, like, beg for her life. And uh, eventually, like, in a flash, like, he just, like, rushes at Tanjiro and, like, takes Nezuko. Like just just snatches her like right out of his arms, so, um, and then we see uh Tandro as you mentioned, we see Tandro like rush at Giyu with his hatchet, um, and then obviously he ends up getting knocked out by Giyu, and uh, what he didn't actually realize is that while he was rushing at Giyu, Tandro threw his hatchet, um, 
because he's wondering where his hatchet is, and he literally like just dodges it. Like it, it, it pretty much almost <laughs> nails him like right in the head. Um, so right there, you know, Gear's like, oh, this kid has potential, you know, because like he, you know, a, a trained swordsman like that, you know, Hashira like didn't even see this this hatchet coming. Yeah. Um, and then after Tandro is knocked out, we see Nezuko like react right where you know besides her crying we didn't really see her like show any kind of like human emotion or react in any way because like we mentioned she was kind of like that feral animal um so we kind of see like you know the um human nature like still in her because like you know you kind of like see that like look of shock in her face that like oh my god my brother was just knocked unconscious so she kind of like uh kicks herself away from giyu and to his surprise we see her stand over tanjiro in like a defensive position basically defending tanjiro and not eating him whatsoever mm-hmm. and uh, you know basically we know that she rushes at Giyu trying to protect her brother and she also gets knocked out um and in the midst of everything you know she gets like this sort of like bamboo muzzle like put around her mouth and she's like left with Tanjiro um you know in the forest and when Tanjiro comes to uh Giyu is still there and uh Giyu tells him to you know descend the mountain and find someone named um Uraraki. Um, and you know, tell Uraraki that um, Giyu sent uh, sent them, obviously, and uh, you know that's really where like the introduction arc leaves off. You know, we we leave off where uh, you know our, uh, you know we're introduced to Tanjiro and his family. You know, simple uh, you know uh, charcoal sellers, uh, and next thing you know, uh, his whole family's massacred. His sister turned into a demon. And uh, he's starting his journey, becoming a demon slayer. <laughs> so, so. It's, it's just like crazy because, like, again, like th- one, this is all like the first episode, and like two, again, all this happens in a span of like, like, like you said, 15, ten to twenty minutes. Yeah, ten to twenty <laughs> minutes, and then he he he's a char he in the morning he's a charcoal seller, right? His whole family dies. His sister is a demon, and he doesn't even know like the concept of what it is some random swordsman attacks him and then he's like, oh, you should go find this guy and train. Like, wh- what? <laughs> it's just crazy because, again, it's like, wh- what happened? Yeah, and, and basically that's the end of the uh, introduction. I mean, I'm referring it to as, like, the introduction arc because, like yeah. I said, we're going we're gonna to break it down, like, arc by arc. Um, I don't know if it actually has a specific name, but that's what I'm coining it. So, um, do you kind of want to do like what we did in the past? Like, do you want to like, kind of like rate like each arc like as we as we go and like kind of like you know, like in our opinion, like how good yeah. it was? Um, I, we could do it out of five. You know, I don't think we have to go a whole ten. We could do it out of five five sons. Okay. Um, so I'll do a I'll do a solid five out of five. I mean, because uh, you know, one, I, I thought the cinematography was beautiful. Um you really felt for like Tandro, like right off the bat, like you felt so bad for this kid. And I was like, I was pretty much invested in the show. Like after that, like first episode, I was like, okay, this is going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's pretty much like all the points that I have to really talk about it. I, I, I like Tandro and um, Nesco and I, I looked forward to their character development, obviously. And uh, I, uh, I love the cinematography. I, I think Demon Slayer does a really good job. Um, whichever anime studio is in charge of, of Demon Slayer, they do a really good job with their cinematography and their animation. Uh, so yeah. I, I really like the way the show looked um, as well. But yeah, I would give the the first like introduction arc a five out of five, Sons. Yeah, I'd probably give it a five out of five, um, Sons too, only because 
you know, it, it's short, but like it's a solid introduction that tells you everything you should know about this main character and kind of which direction the story is going to go. Because we have it. Obviously, we have the traumatic experience that, you know, Tanjiro's going to look back on every time he's on the verge of death in a battle and have a conversation with himself. Uh, about you know his dead brother's telling him to get back up (laughs) (laughs) and then um you know we see the journey he's gonna go on with nezuko now and we see an introduction of you know this swordsman that we're gonna see other swordsmen like him later on so again it's like a nice introduction that tells you everything you need to know and you know gets you interested in the journey that tanjo is gonna take along with which direction the show is gonna go exactly um yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, moving on from the introduction, uh, I coined it the Demon Slayer training arc, and this is where, like, you know, Tanjiro mm-hmm. goes to find um, Udaraki, and he begins his training as a as a Demon Slayer, right? So, um, we see obviously, you know, after his encounter with Gyu, we see him like traveling down the mountain, right? And we see him traveling down the mountain with Nezuko, and uh, they come across this abandoned temple. And, uh, you know, I'll try to basically, like, summarize, like, you know, all these points, like, leading up because, uh, you know, I don't want to drag on on one specific uh, scene. So, you know, we see them come across this abandoned temple, and this is where Tanjiro encounters a demon other, you know, besides his sister for the very first time, right? And uh, we also see Nezuko's first resistance to, like, her demon nature. Um, You know, as, like, Tanjiro is, like, kind of, like, fighting or fending off this demon, we see her, like, standing in front of, like, corpses, and, like, blood everywhere. Again, like, you know, gruesome blood everywhere. And uh, we see her, like, watering at the mouth. Like, she's, like, trying to resist the urge to, like, feed. Because, you know, that's just who she is. She's a demon yeah. now. Like, they, they thrive on blood. So we see her resisting that urge. And really what helps her through that urge is her brother. Because she hears, like, Tanjiro kind of, like, in danger. And the next thing you know, she, like, comes out of the blue, like, 360, like, no scope, like, kick to the abdomen and, like, sends this demon, like, flying, like, into a, <laughs> into a tree. So, um, you know, that's the first time we see, like, also, like, Nezuko, like, kind of, like, use her, like, demon powers. Because obviously we know that they have, like, super, you know, strength and, and uh, you know, agility and regeneration. Um, so, you know, basically after this whole encounter, you know, they're able to subdue this demon uh, against the tree. Um, and this is where they meet uh, Uraraki for the very first time. But they don't and... even they don't even kill it. Right. Don't they just no because it up uh, against the tree with like the hatchet. Yeah, basically. I mean, basically, they were able to like sever its head from its body and oh, they kind of like killed the body because like they ended up like kicking the body like off the cliff. Um and then they pin the head with arms. Like, they, it grew back its arms, right? So it's just a head with arms. <laughs> um, and they pinned it to the tree because, like, the hatchet got, like, stuck in its hair. And they ended up, like, p- uh, pinning it to a tree. And uh, this is the first time we meet uh, Udaraki. And, uh, you know, he, you know, is basically telling Tanjiro to, to finish off the demon. And uh, this is where we see, you know, part of Tanjiro's development um, as a character because we... Uh, as my brother mentioned before, you know, we'll see that Tanjiro is just literally this, like, sweet, kind-hearted person. I mean, there's not, like, a bad bone in this kid's body. And he is, like, probably, like, we probably all want to be, like, Tanjiro, to be honest, like, in a way. Because he is just so kind and so warm-hearted. But at the same time, he's, like, a badass, like, 
demon killer. So like not only does he like feel sorry for the demons and he has a heart, but he also like shows them like no mercy. Like Yeah, just... like he could just go on like he, he could have this epic battle for like probably a span of twenty minutes and just like go ham and then like once like you know, the demons are on the verge of death, he, you know, he apologizes and like he hopes that like the rest of their journey is like great. Yeah, I'm so, like, like okay. in, in the end, like, he basically sees the humanity and demons. So, like, mm-hmm. he's just, again, he's just so respectful. And, again, he just can't bring himself to kill this demon, like, even though, like, it literally attacked him and his sister. Like, he hesitates. And uh, yeah. we see that, obviously, he couldn't even kill him with his, with his hatchet if he wanted to. And we see when the sun comes up, um, it burns the demon, like, alive. So that's our first glimpse at what can kill a demon. And, obviously, we know the sun can kill a demon after we see it basically evaporate from the tree um and in conclusion uh to this little little temple scene uh we see uh you know Udaraki um bury the people that were killed um and we see him uh take Tanjiro and Nezuko uh back to I guess his house I guess he is it's yeah it's basically his house um take him back to his house and uh from there his uh training begins do you um do you want to do you want to pick off uh where his training starts do you remember uh what he what he first does when he starts training i mean from what i remember the biggest thing with his training was going up and down the mountain you know right yeah uh, yeah that was that was basically like one of the first things he he did i mean literally as first, soon as they, they got to the house at first i believe it was just like walking and then it kind of went on and on from like walking to like kind of i guess jogging to like running yeah cuz i mean basically they they get to his house and then, uh, you know, they put Nezuko down um, because she, like, passed out. Like, she's, like, fast asleep. Um, so they kind of, like, settle her down. And then Uraki and uh, Tanjiro, they, they go up the mountain. And, uh, you know, he could feel the air getting thinner. You know, so they're, like, pretty high up on the mountain. And uh, basically, um, Uraki's like, okay, just find your way back down before sunrise. And uh, he, he just, like, leaves, like, in a flash. Like, he just, like, disappears. And then Tanjiro's like, okay, this is easy. But what he doesn't know is that this mountain is, like, layered with booby traps. So not only does he need to find his way back to the house, but he also has to avoid these booby traps. And this is where we see his, like, sense of smell uh, come into play. Um, And we see that he's able to kind of, like, sniff out the traps. Even though he might not be able to avoid all of them, he could sniff out where they are. And we see that he's actually successful in getting down the mountain um, before sunrise. And that's when Uraraki says that he'll take Tanjiro um, as his student. And I like how they show um, his, like, sense of smell and, like, it tracing the things. Because from what I remember, it kind of shows, like, uh, almost, like, looking like steam. Yeah, like, it, you know, yeah, it kind of shows, like, this, like, yeah, it kind of shows this, like, transparent, like, smoke. Like, and, like, it, like, leads to, like, the object in question, you know? So it's, like, it's almost, like, I wonder if he, like, actually sees it, like, transparently. Like, I wonder if he's actually able to see it or if, if that's just the show's way of showing us what how he smells you know what i mean i feel because when you know when we go on and we'll talk about like him like defeating demons and stuff he always talks about like how he envisions like the thread so Mm -hmm. i wonder if he like envisions like the objects in his mind and like them showing that stream is just like kind of telling the audience like what he kind of sees in his head right and i mean you know again like obviously as the show progresses as, as the anime progresses. I know the manga is already done, um, but as the show progresses, um, there will be more of a concept called like the transparent world, 
Um, and that's obviously seen in the manga, but that's like seen like the later chapters, like the final arcs, and that will be something that we discuss in the future. But, um, but yeah, I I wonder if he, because like you said, he, he he quote unquote like sees a thread. Now, where there's an if there's an actual thread there, there's not. We know there's not an actual thread, but in his mind, somehow he sees like a quote unquote thread, which is like what he uses to help him like decapitate uh, the demons. So I wonder, like you said, if if it's more just like the show, like kind of showing us like, okay, this is how his sense of smell works, or if he's actually able to kind of like transparently see like traces of the the smell and like where it leads to. Because they um, never show like, or if, when I remember, they never show something like that with any of any of the other demon slayers and or Hashiras. No, like that's just something that's kind of like, well, that's that's basically something that's kind of like uh, unique to Tanjiro, you know. His sense yeah. Of smell. I mean, we also do hear that Uraraki also has a, a keen sense of smell, and um, we know like some have like a keen sense of hearing and stuff, you know. Right, like you know, obviously, uh, further in the episode, we'll talk about uh, a character known as uh, Zenitsu, and uh, he's he has a very keen sense of hearing. Um, but uh, you know, to basically fast forward, he he pretty much trains. Um, to become a demon slayer for probably about two years. So the, the show kind of jumps like two years and we kind of see, um, you know, different uh, training methods he does. Um, and we see that he learns a style of fighting known as water breathing. And we see that basically um, Uraraki basically kind of gives us like a little history lesson, like um, about the demons, mm-hmm. you know, to make, to make a long story short, there's a demon, I don't want to butcher his first name, so I'm just going to refer to him as Muzan. There's a demon king called Muzan uh, that was the first demon. And for thousands of years, uh, demons and a group um, called the Demon Slayer uh, Corps have been fighting. Um, And the uh, original um, Demon Slayer was um, uh, somebody known as Yurichi, and he developed a technique called sun breathing. And from that breathing style, there's been a bunch of different uh, breathing styles developed from it. Now, most of them seem to be based off of nature. An element. Um, <clears throat> An element, exactly. And then, you know, from there, um, you know, other styles were, like, uh, derived, like, from styles. Mm. So um, we see that, you know, Uraraki um, happens to use water breathing. Um, we know uh, down the line that Giyu is also a water breather. Um so obviously Tanjiro trains in the fighting style of like water breathing. And that's when he learns about like total concentration breathing and like how to control his breathing to like uh, increase his like muscle and like lung capacity. And then like, he also like learns the different forms of like water breathing. And uh, you know, he's really starting to hone his skills as a demon slayer. And uh, we get to like his like final lesson with like Uraraki. Um, and this has been like about like two years, as I just mentioned. Mm. And his final lesson is, Basically, you know, uh, Uraraki's like, I have nothing else to teach you. Now it's just up to you. And he basically, basically brings him to this, like, giant boulder. And he's like, if you can cut this boulder, then I'll allow you to enter final selection. The boulder has conflicted feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that from? Like, just, just like, Avatar. That, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> boulder has mixed feelings about fighting a girl. <laughs> um. So yeah, as the as the boulder you know just sits there menacingly, um, menacingly. <laughs> the boulder stares menacingly. Um, well, it is a massive boulder. I mean, and uh, during this whole time too, Nezuko's been asleep. 
Right, yeah, and and another thing to keep in mind that Nezuko's basically been asleep for two years, and we don't know why. Um, so basically, she's been asleep for two years, and uh, it's been really nice because Tanjo is keeping a journal for Nezuko as she's like sleeping and as he's going through his training, so she could basically like figure out like everything he's been doing, um, you know, while she was asleep. So uh, that's another brother sister, you know, bonding moment right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we basically see Uraki walk off. Like, he just he just walks away. Um, and I want to say that, like, it's, like, another, like, six months have, like, gone by. And, like, Tanjiro's just, like, training himself. He's remembering what, like, Uraki taught him. And he just cannot cut this boulder. Yeah. So, like, besides it being, like, two years, it's been, like, two and a half years now. And he still cannot cut this boulder. And that's when we're introduced to two more characters. Um, a boy named Sabido and a young girl named uh, Makamo. And uh, Joey, if you, uh, if you would like, do you, uh, do you really remember um, anything about these two characters and how they kind of helped Tanjiro with his like training? I mean, from what I remember, basically, when Tanjiro's like, training, because like, Subito mainly trains Tanjiro. I mean, I don't know if... Um... Yeah, Sabido basically like trains him in like um swordmanship like skills and like basically like helps him on that end and then like Makamo like helps him with his like breathing technique and like his like Yeah, cuz like she's smaller so like he's trying to figure out, you know, like oh like if you you know what what are you using to your advantage since like you're small in size and like if like you're a demon slayer. And so like basically we see kind of throughout the months Tandro, you know, talking to this, you know, guy Sabido and basically practicing their swordsmanship skills, you know, along with the breathing techniques and um, everything else. And basically, Tandro is just fighting the boulder, the, you know, the whole time Sabido's training him. And when he finally is able to be, uh, beat Sabido, because the whole time, like, Sabido pretty much, like, kind of dominates him in the beginning, I would say. And then as, like, the months go on, you know, he's he slowly gets matched up. Um, Tanjo slowly gets matched up with Sabido. And when he's finally able to defeat him, he slashes off his mask and we see Sabido's like face for the first time because mm-hmm. they're wearing the what the fox mask, right? That's what they are. Right, yeah. They're they're basically like fox masks that are made by um Uraki. Like we find out that he makes like these masks students and like they're called like warding masks so apparently they're yeah. supposed to like ward off like evil spirits so like each of his his students get one so you know like you said we see him slash off his mask and then we see Sabido smile you know which is nice because he basically like bullies Tanjiro the whole entire time and then like yeah he finally, he's like he's finally like proud of Tanjiro and uh yeah we basically kind of see like Sabido and like Makamo like disappear like you know they're they're training and their purpose is done and then they disappear and then what we actually find out is that Tanjiro didn't slice Sabido's mask. He actually sliced the boulder. Mm-hmm. And we find out... Um, and keep in mind, it's probably been like another six months, so Tanjiro's been training for about three years. Yeah, I um, So, you know, I would say Nezuko has been kind of sleeping for about three years as well. So it's definitely been a while. Um, you know, I, I don't know the actual time frame, but I remember he said that, like, Nezuko was asleep for two years, and then after... Uraki left in the train uh, to fight against the boulder. Um, he was training himself for like another few months. So it's probably been about like three years. Um, 
But we finally see him, like, you know, kind of complete his training and, like, Uraki, like, embraces him and, you know, is proud of him. And, uh, you know, he's able to enter final selection. And, you know, Tanjiro breaks down and cries because, you know, obviously all his hard work paid off. And, uh, um, you know, we see the arc basically ending with, uh, you know, Tanjiro, you know, basically preparing himself. Um, you know, his his outfit, his sword, his... Uh, his, uh, you know, fox mask that uh, Udaraki gives him, which, by the way, I think that cloud, um, you, you know, it's not a horror, horrori. I don't, I, I don't, I, his cloud outfit, you know, the, the, uh, the light blue with the cloud patterns. How is it um, not a horori? Isn't it the same Well, thing? I think the horori is like the, kind of like the cloak thing that they wear. So I don't think, I don't but know. But wasn't it a cloak? No, it was like his actual, like, it was his, like, it was his, like, actual, like, clothes. Uh-huh. Like you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. his actual like outfit, like just like how his like Demon Slayer uniform is like his actual outfit. Like this cloud robe type thing was like his actual outfit. Like he doesn't wear like a horori until he puts on his like bl- uh, black and green checkered one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we see him get all like you know prepared and everything, and uh, you know basically the uh, you know the training arc ends where uh, you know he bids Uraraki farewell and he heads the he heads the final selection. And uh, something that gets me is that he, like, you know, uh, as he's, like, walking away, he, like, tells, like, Uraki, he's like, oh, you know, tell Sabido and Makamo I said hi. And that, like, that, like, shocks him. Yeah. He's like, how do you know the name of these children that died? And, like, you know, obviously we don't know that these kids died, you know, so this is the first time we're figuring it out. Um, so, again, Sabido and Makamo were never there. These were just their spirits that were still lingering, um, you know, on the mountain. And they were basically I helping like Tondra train. Of- Symbol- and I mean, also, I... also a side note, Sabido was voiced by the voice actor that also voices uh, Eddie Yeager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, in, in during during that whole time of training, you know, you could just think of that, you know, that the game. I kind of feel like, you know, what because like obviously, you know, I'm not gonna say exactly what happens like during the um, Demon Slayer. Uh, I mean. Uh, the, the trials, like, you know, where he has to survive and stuff. But him, like, kind of slicing that boulder was, like, letting those spirits of, like, um, Sabido and uh, Makio, like, go free, you know? Right. That was Not that like they the, were trapped that was, that was kind of, like, the first step. Like, that was, like, the first step in, like, their, like, path to freedom. Because we, we see them, we see, like, those spirits are, like, still lingering around, like, as, like, Tanjiro's, like, fighting in the final selection. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, that's kind of like the first step of like releasing them, you know, in, in a way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that basically wraps up the, uh, training arc. So out of five sons, I would give this another solid five out of five on it. Uh, again, like, you know, I'm just going to say for each arc that I review, I'm just going to say that the cinematography and animation is amazing. Okay. That, that, that's the first point. Yeah. That's like a given. That's that's a given basically. Um, Second of all, I I like Tanjiro's development uh, because we see him like again turn from this like charcoal worker to this like established swordsman, and we see like how hard he's training because we see like how like rough and like damaged his hands are, and that seems to be like a pretty like prevalent image like throughout the show because we always see like how like scarred his hands are, you know, so we see like how hard he's been training for like the past like three years. Um, and I like Uraraki as a character. You can tell that he really cares um, as a former Hashira, like teaching students, that he really cares about his students, yeah. um, which is really nice to see. 
Uh, obviously, Nezuko doesn't have really that much development because she's been sleeping for like three years. <laughs> um, but, you know, we also do learn more about like the Demon Slayer, like lore and stuff, um, which is, again, really nice. And I really enjoyed Sabido and Makamo's character. I know like a ton of people love Sabido, even though like he had like very limited screen time, but they love Sabido as a character because he had so much potential. And, you know, we'll like talk about that like you know down the line in the future when we do future episodes but he had so much potential where it's kind of like what if like it's like one of those like what if scenarios um but yeah i would give it a solid five out of five uh sons of course so uh what, what would you rank it joey um honestly i would probably have to give it a solid five out of five sons too just because like i feel like some people might think it's boring because like, again we're not really seeing much action we're just seeing of like what's going on with tanjo's story and like where he's heading but I feel like it gives the necessary elements of the character that, you know, is essential to his next step and, you know, the next arc, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. you know, and again, I like I like them showing Udaraki like too and um, Subito and, and Makio because, again, like Subito and Makio are actually like pretty interesting characters, even though we only see them for a little bit. Like they still kind of stick with me. Mm hmm. Even though, like, they're literally in a couple of episodes, and you know, I don't know if I ever see them again in a flashback or something. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I think if anything, we'll definitely see them in like a flashback, like in in the future. But uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, they're still pretty prevalent because, like, you know, you go to like any like anime or like you know, uh, nerd themed store, and like you see like figures of like Sabido and like Makamo and like plushies and stuff like that. So they're they're pretty prevalent characters, even though they had very little screen time. That would be pretty cool if they honestly showed, like, um, an episode of, like, their time, like, with Udaraki, you know? Yeah, yeah, I could maybe, I mean, maybe in the future, maybe uh, when they kind of, you know, delve deeper in the Giyu's uh, backstory, because I think he was, like, he, he like, trained with, like, uh, Sabido. And, like, From what Makamo. I understand is, like, Giyu was in the same um, selection as, like, Sabido and Mak, like, in that night, mm-hmm. and... Subito was the one that like saved you, and basically, like that's, that's yeah. the story like behind his um. Ability. Yeah, basically, I I was just about to mention that um because as we know, Giyu's Horori uh, is like two different patterns like molded into one, and like the checkered type pattern, you know, like the yellow and green part is actually from uh, Subito, um so he wears that in honor of Subito because obviously we know Subito died, um so he wears that. Um, in honor of Sabido, and the other half was apparently his sisters. Um, that's just a little fact right there. So he, he wears that. He wears that in honor of his older sister. And Sabido was like on his way to become a Hashira, because like pretty much. I mean, if Sabido survived, he met the requirements uh, when it came to killing demons to become a Hashira. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, he basically single handedly killed every demon on the mountain. Obviously, except for the one that killed him. Uh, <laughs> and we know we know he saved Giyu, so he was extremely strong, and he had. A, that's why people always like, you know, uh, talk about like how much potential he had because it's like one of those like, what ifs if like he survived or not. We could probably do like, a whole episode on Sabido, honestly. Um, but uh, you know, to move on from uh, the training arc, um, the final selection arc. There's really not much to talk about, uh, so this one will kind of be a little bit of a quick one, but. We see uh, Tandro at the end of the training arc leave for the final selection. The final selection takes place on a mountain. And uh, this is where Demon Slayer, you know, trainees gather. And basically the goal of the final selection is to survive. Wow. Do you remember how long it was? Was it like a yeah, week? Yeah, it was like seven 
Yeah, it was about like Eight. a week. It was, it was like, yeah, it was like about, yeah, it was basically a week. So, you know, the goal of, of this final selection was for these trainees to survive on this mountain um, for about a week. And, you know, along the way, obviously, you know, demons are going to try to kill them and whatnot, because that's what demons do. Uh, so we uh, we see Tondro take part in this uh, selection. And obviously, you know, uh, the camera focuses on like a few side characters that are going to become prevalent uh, later in the show. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cover that when they're, uh, you know, when the time gets to them. Um, so anyway, we see Tondro enter the forest. You know, obviously we see him in action for the first time against demons, which is pretty cool. You know, his water breathing and, uh, you know, his total concentration has definitely came a long way. And we see that he's a very gifted swordsman uh, right off the bat. And, uh, you know, we still have him see empathy, like, for the demons. Like, you know, I mean, he tries to, like, talk to them and, like, you know, ask them, like, how do I turn my sister back into a human? Yeah. Um, and it, and just you know, like, no, yeah, no. nobody, nobody answers them. They're basically <laughs> just like, fuck off. Like, you know, I want to <laughs> eat your face. Like, that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we see him, like, halfway through, um, run into uh what i refer to as the morph demon and i and i think that's what it's referred to um in the show i don't um, think he but, had a name honestly uh well i think i call him the morph demon because i play like the demon slayer game and i think in the game they refer to him as the morph demon mm. or the the hand demon i don't know anyway we see this like massive uh demon like appear like out of the forest like whatever tanjiro is killed now are like pretty like low level demons right yeah, cuz like, like everyone massive... else was just a, like a regular sized person and they said what they were they only killed like maybe like one to three people if that yeah so they yeah, weren't exactly. that strong yeah and we see this huge demon come out of the forest and we see him like attacking like other demon slayer trainees and i think he kills like he kills one right off the bat because we see him like eat one of them and he's about to kill another one but tanjiro saves him mm-hmm. uh you know and we see like dialogue between the morph demon and tanjiro and we find out that this morph demon is specifically killing Uraraki's students, and were, it was the demon that killed Sabido and Makamo, because mm. um, this demon was actually captured by Uraraki, and it was actually placed on the mountain by him. So, like, as revenge, he's been, like, eating his students, which is, like, pretty, like, you know, messed up, but, you know. Uh, so, each one of Uraraki's students um, has been killed by this demon. So when you kind of think about it, the only surviving student of Uraraki is Giyu, as of now. Yeah. Basically, everybody else has been eaten, right? So, and we also see that this this demon has been here for as long as it takes for, like, a period to pass. Didn't they say, like, it was, like, 40-something years about? I I think so, because, I mean, he basically asked uh, his Tandro, like, what period it is, and he says it's, like, Taisho period, so, like, he has basically been there for a whole another period to continue. Um, so, you know, we see a battle ensue between, uh, you know, the demon and Tandro. And eventually we see Tandro be successful in cutting off um, the demon's head. Uh, you know, and then this is like the first time that we're kind of like a demon's like backstory. Because they show like a quick little backstory about like um, this like scared little boy. Like that turned into a demon, and he like ate his older brother, and like he's like reunited with his brother in the afterlife, and we see him like crying, and Tanjiro holds his hand, and it kind of becomes like a sweet moment because again, Tanjiro like still shows empathy for the demons, like even though like it just tried to kill him. Um, so you know, again, I feel like that's feel a bad. common theme too with like, well, obviously him showing empathy, but like when we see like you know the demons they focus on, and like you know after he kills them, almost 
all these demons were like, I guess you could say unlucky in life before they actually became humans. And yeah, like, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Like they, they kind of just have, like, fell to like, terrible I have power now. And like, I can really do whatever I want. You know, I can live however I want. Yeah, I, I mean, they pretty much had like either like terrible backstories or like you said, they were just had really ill fortune lives and, uh, you know, becoming demons seemed like uh, a better path for them. So, uh, but we do see that. And I think that's like, oh, uh, the show's way of kind of, you know, saying that, uh, you know, remember these people weren't always demons, you know, they were humans too. So like, you know, um, it like, you know, kind of brings like the human nature, like back into the demons. Um, but yeah, but basically we see uh, after that fight, you know, the rest of the final selection goes on and uh, we see Tondro finally make it back to like the meeting area where they first, uh, where they were first, like, I guess, basically introduced mm-hmm. and uh, out of like every, um, out of everybody that was there, like every trainee that was there, only five made it out. And I say five, but only four were shown. And like, I know, I know, you know who the fifth one was, um, but he just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so five of them made it out, but only four are shown. And, uh, that, that was shocking to see, because that just shows like, you know, either whoever's like training these swordsmen, like are just really not that talented or these swordsmen themselves are just not really talented, regardless of the amount of training that they went through. Yeah. Like, even if they didn't learn like breathe, like, you know, breathing techniques or anything like that, and they just have, like, the sword itself, they, they should have been able to at least kill a couple of demons. Like, you know, on average, if it's lower-level demons and there's, like, 50 people in the beginning, I would say at least half the people should have survived, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, like, whenever they show other demon slayers, like, you see that, like, they're easily taken out. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I guess, like, you could see how badly, like, the demon slayer corpse is struggling to like get new people because again like they'll have these ceremonies and almost everybody dies yeah exactly <laughs> um and uh you know so we see the survivors gather and uh basically um you know there's that one scene where like uh you know they get their uh i believe they're called like kazoo kaz- kazuki kazuki crows um which are basically like you know the messengers like from the demon slayer core and they basically tell like you know the swordsmen like what their missions are and like where to go well one gets a sparrow yeah one, one of them gets a sparrow <laughs> which is kind of funny um and uh you know we see them eventually go to pick out like you know the ore that they're going to use for their swords and we see like one of them like uh get really impatient and like start like manhandling one of like the poor like girls and then like tanjiro's like get off her you fiend and like he like breaks his like arm <laughs> 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 pretty, pretty yeah, he's like, if you do that, I'm gonna keep breaking. Like, I'm gonna break your arm. He's like, nah, you won't. He's like, you watch me. Uh, so yeah, so they end up picking out like the ore for their swords, and then Tanjiro heads back to Uraki's house, and to his surprise, he makes it back to the house, and, <laughs> and Nezuko just like busts open the door, like yeah, and just like, like stands there. She doesn't even like open it. She just like breaks it down with her foot, and then just walks out, and then like all of a sudden, he's like, oh, Nezuko. And then, like, you know, he, like, collapses, like, trying to reach her. And then they, they like, reunite. And then, like, you know, Uraki comes outside and sees that Tanjiro survived. And it, they have a nice, really embracing moment uh, together. Uh, you know, because one of his students finally came back uh, alive. Yeah. Um, so, again, we see how, how much he cared for his, uh, his students. But uh, that basically finishes the final selection arc. And I think after we do our reviews, we're going to 
uh, called an episode because we're probably going to run out of time. Uh, yeah, we're, we're at like 51 minutes right now. Yeah, we're going to have to do like a part one and part two. So uh, before we run out of time, uh, let's just give our, our ratings. Um, I uh, I would give it a four out of five sons. Uh, the only reason why I would give it a four out of five sons is I feel like they could have done a little bit more with uh, the final selection. Um. You know, I, I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen Tadro maybe just, like, in action a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. It would have been nice if they also maybe showed, like, some of the other, uh, you know, Demon Slayer characters um, in action. But uh, I'm assuming the show was obviously saving them for their own, like, little arcs or introductions. So that's why they didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would I would give it a solid four out of five. I mean, again, it was just – it was really nice to see Tanjiro in action using his breathing styles and seeing how far he developed uh, as a character and also seeing that empathy that he still shows for, for the demons just kind of proves true to who he is as a person and his personality. And, uh, you know, it was really nice to finally see Sabido and Makamo and the rest of Udaraki's students finally be at peace um, now that the demon was, was killed. Um so, yeah, I would give it a, a solid four out of five. And the only reason why four out of five is, again, I wish I just saw a little bit more action. That, that was pretty much it. So, uh, but, yeah, other than that, it, it was it was a, another great arc. So, yeah, I would probably give it, like, uh, maybe a four and a half out of five. Only because, like, again, the same, they obviously show that, like, you know, t- you know, obviously five people survive from this trial or selection or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, two, one of them, you know, we do see more of her uh, not really fighting, I guess, more like training, you know. So we do see more of her. But, like, at least um, what's, what's her name again? Um, um, the uh, Kan Kano. Kano. Yeah, yeah. Kano and uh, the other dude who, like, gets massive. Uh, Genya. Yeah, yeah, both of them. I wish we would have seen them, at least Genya, because, like, apparently he's supposed to be a fiend when he kills demons. And, like, obviously we saw a glimpse of, like, you know, his personality when talking to Tanjiro and, you know, after this selection, because, you know, he just wanted his sword. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do see, obviously, like, we see Zenitsu as one of the ones that survived. And, you know, we we see him later on and stuff. But it would have been nice to at least show a little glimpse of them. You know, because like if they if they were to survive something like this, when a bunch of people didn't survive, obviously they got to be special in some sort of sense, you know. Yeah, exactly. And obviously the fifth uh, person to survive was Inosuke, but yeah, apparently he was like the first up the mountain, and then he was like the first down the mountain, and then he kind of just like ran off. So, I feel like, like he was kind of just there. He was like, yeah, hey, he, like, yeah, that, it, yeah. that was that was pretty much it. He was literally just there. He heard about this like final selection where he can kill demons, and he was like, yeah, sure, why not? So he just went there to kill demons. So, um, um but, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it shows what it needs to. I, I like how it gives us the first glimpse of like, you know, not just demons being like this thing that these demon slayers are gonna kill in this world. Like demons actually having like a purpose, so to speak. Mm-hmm. and um a personality like even if they're not mean like and you know even if this demon didn't have a name so to speak like other ones like even if it was just called like hand demon we still saw it's a little backstory and like you know glimpse of like what it what its life was and like you know its regrets and you know why it may have done some stuff yeah exactly i agree so, so I mean, uh, yeah i mean that, that kind of like you know that pretty much like wraps up like uh our first i guess you know part one of our uh, demon slayer season one review 
Um, we're going to run out of time, so we're going to um, wrap this part up, and then we're going to um, record a part two. So this will be a two, two-parter. Um, thank you guys for coming out uh, to our episode today. Uh, I know it's been a while, so uh, hopefully you guys are still around, and uh, you know we'll we'll pick back up and uh, listen to our podcast once again. Um, if you would like to keep up to date on the podcast and you know uh, future projects and episodes that we are going to do, we are on, I believe, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, we're also on Facebook, but like I know a lot of people don't use that. Right. Yeah. Maybe uh, so... Instagram and Twitter is where you're gonna find us, and you know, I you know since we haven't been able to do stuff. Well, I know the channel's kind of like dropped off a little bit, but I actually like just looked on the app I use and we actually did hit over like 200 plays, which is pretty cool because that's, you know, that's a lot. So at least. Yeah. So that's pretty much, that pretty much means that like 200 people have like watched our podcast, which is yeah, more than I ever imagined. Twice or whatever, you know, I don't care if it's just two or 200 or I mean, you know, I, I just hope to grow more and more each time. But since we both are students and, trying to figure things out in life it's a little tough to try to get this podcast going up but you know when we have time we try to do as much episodes as we can and put out some sort of content because this is a fun thing to do and you know movies are getting back to uh what they were before covid so uh hopefully we can keep growing guys and you know thanks for the support and everything yeah, of course. I mean, this is something that we kind of do for our own enjoyment, but we also hope that you guys enjoy it as well. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just love doing it. And, uh, you know, when we have time, we do it. But, uh, you know, obviously we have lives and, uh, you know, our schedules don't always sync up. So, uh, but when we do have a chance to do it, I always enjoy it. And uh, like I said, I hope you guys do too. So uh, thank you for coming out to this episode once again. Uh, we will be right back with a uh, part two of Demon Slayer season one. And uh, we will also have some uh, future projects in the works, but that will be discussed next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you guys for joining. Uh, have a super day. Uh, be safe. Be smart. And until then, bye bye. All righty, everyone. Have a great day.